1: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors
0: to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Recharge Wrestling. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm Crust and I'm here with Fisher. Hello, guys. And today we're doing something slightly different. We are doing a WWE only review. So that's going to be Raw, SmackDown and NXT. Keep an eye out over the next couple of days. Uh is going to be doing his AEW review covering Rampage and Dynamite. Check out his yep. other video uh, review of Double and Nothing, which was yep. brilliant. And just a mm-hmm. quick note, guys, please, if you haven't already, please give this video a like and subscribe to our channel. It really does encourage us to keep making great content for you so we don't actually have any news today no, which they fact, say facts,
1: Fisher's taken a week off
0: yeah yeah Fax Fisher's been firing out too much content there's no news <laughs> but as they say no news is good news um it's been quite hot <laughs> as of late with, with yeah the wrestling. last couple of weeks so yeah nice to not have anything too negative to report on so we're going to start really with um Smackdown so Fisher take it away Right, yeah. So
1: the first thing I'd talk about then from SmackDown, let's start with the main event. So that was the six man tag team match, which we speculated last week. Was, I think it was just me and you last Thursday actually. It was who yeah, would yeah, be, the dream team. Who would be um the new day's partner? And I was kind of convinced it would be Drew. Yeah, you were right. And there. that was that turned out to be the case. I didn't think they'd be debuting anyone here. It's it's
0: it's good. It makes sense, but it also is a little bit disappointing, isn't it? <laughs> for me, yeah. anyway.
1: Yeah, I get. Uh, I get it. I it's get like,
0: it. Oh, it's Drew. Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um. So they had the six-man tag team match against um the Brawling Brutes, as they're known now. I I believe. The Brawling um, Brutes. Yeah, that's their official name. Um. So yeah this this match was decent enough, wasn't it, for a SmackDown sort of fun main event. Um Drew got slammed into the steps at one point it was an Alabama slam from Seth Seamus and then it really picked up pace and it felt like bodies were flying everywhere the New Day would dive into the outside um, and then Drew McIntyre hit a headbutt and a claymore onto Ridge Holland tagged in Xavier Woods and he hit his elbow drop to get the pin and the win um, what did you make of the match?
0: Well at least it, they didn't pin Butch who is uh, yep. one one good I thing. think I Ridge should be the
1: guy in that group that I know he's bigger, but for yeah. me, he's got the least value out of the three because Sheamus is the biggest, most known person out of the group. Really, he's, he's a the star, leader. isn't
0: he? Yeah. And, yeah,
1: and for star. me, Butch is, has got the potential and the interest and the fan base, whereas Rich Holland doesn't really have that. No. Um, so I feel like if you're gonna if they're gonna lose, he should be not always the guy to take the pin, but more often than not should be the guy. That... Well,
0: especially after Butch been rolled up three weeks in a row, was it something like that? So yeah,
1: because that was my skid mark last week. Um, I did see some online criticism afterwards for Drew dancing with the nude. I did, did want to say, actually, this Smackdown was more like strictly come dancing at points because there was quite a bit of it on the show. Well, dancing. it was.
0: The, I actually much preferred the other dancing. Um, I must say. We can go on to that. But
1: to be honest, Drew dancing doesn't do any... Damage to his character or anything, he was just having a bit of fun. To me, it doesn't really matter. Um, I
0: suppose it, at the moment it's okay. I think if he was in, a, if he was into the feud with Roman like properly, I yeah, think yeah, it would yeah. be silly because he needs to look really strong and powerful. I and think serious, he was just but... having
1: fun with a New Day here, like Big E yeah, would, like Big E definitely. used to do. I don't think there was anything more to it. And to be honest, if he was doing it every week, I'd have a problem with it. But as a one-off, as a as a one-off thing, I don't really have yeah. a problem with him after team, t- uh, teaming with the, the New Day. Um, But, yeah, I thought that match was a good SmackDown main event. A bit
0: different, at least.
1: Yeah. One of the um, main things on the show that was uh, very interesting, I thought actually was not quite my top mark, but uh, uh, something I really enjoyed was the Kevin Owens show with Sami Zayn. Yeah. um, And the whole relationship afterwards with Sami Zayn and the Usos on this show. It's it's really, really good stuff, I think.
0: Yeah, I enjoy it. Um
1: that. but KO and Sammy together are just so, so good. Yeah. Um and this segment didn't really have that much of a purpose. No. But they're so good that they just make it they make it work.
0: Well, do you think um, it didn't quite have a purpose? Because I wonder, watching them at the end, are we getting another Sammy Zayn versus KO feud?
1: That is a possibility, but I don't I don't think so. I think there might If there is a purpose, I actually think it's the almost the opposite of that. There we and go, so Sami there. Zayn is going to get screwed over by the Usos. Right? Okay, because yeah. they keep stringing him along. And then KO is going to save him. And you can do a tag team mat, title match of KO and Sami Zayn
0: versus... That's a good idea. Do you think they would turn face for that?
1: They'd, I think so, yeah. I think if Sami Zayn keeps getting screwed over... And then you kind of have sympathy with grow for him. He would turn face. Kevin Owens. That'd be a great face. new
0: tag team, to be fair, and it gives Kevin Owens they, something to do. That's you the one thing. On him.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing neither of them have done in WWE yet. Is team up as a proper tag team and have a tag title run. Really? They've both I don't had. Know I mean,
0: why. Yeah, KO's had.
1: You know, I, I spoke about it last week. I think six six years since he's had a yeah, title. Yeah. He's had every other title. He's had the the Universal. He's had the Intercontinental. The US. But he's never had a tag team title run. And, and Sami Zayn and KO as a tag team would be brilliant. Definitely. So I think maybe like Sam, you could do KO and Sami Zayn versus the Usos for the tag titles. I'd be more than happy with that. Um, that's what I'd like to see from it. I, I, that's more fantasy booking than what I think is going to happen. But I think it'd be awesome. So yeah, after, after we got this KO and Sami Zayn, I loved their chat about Elias. And then um, Sami, said, Sami agreed with him at first. Saying, look, They're clearly... The same person. Yeah. I love KO's reaction, just hugging him. He was like, Oh my god, someone believes me. Um, it's so good. But then they fall out. Um KO is basically calling Sammy naive and that he's not in the bloodline. They were just really, really funny here. KO asked Sammy to come to Raw, which he, he didn't do, but that's where I can see maybe that that happening. You know, one of yeah. them coming to Raw, the other one going to SmackDown, helping each other out. Um and well, then yeah, later on it's
0: definitely moving into the the brand split going away
1: yeah we we could talk about that in a bit particularly when we come to raw because yeah. that felt very much like that um and yeah so afterwards sammy zane approached the usos didn't he and they kind of said yeah you're an honorary member clearly bullshitting him um and just sort of yeah just sort of tagging him along until the right moment i think and then they're gonna Either beat sammy zayn up or, or leave or keep leaving him high and dry until sammy figures out himself that he's not part of the bloodline um which is a really interesting storyline i like it um but yeah they i think that would be i think the seeds there were planted maybe for for Keo and sammy to come up against them together i'd love that especially Definitely. if the brand split thing people are crossing brands more often it doesn't matter. I mean, Usos have got both belts anyway, so technically they can be on both shows. But obviously, Sammy and KO are, are on different shows. But I don't think that's going to matter too much going forward because I feel like, like you said, they're kind of watering down
0: the brand split. I I, I have read that they are moving towards taking the brand split away. Uh, I think now the roster is so small, I, I honestly think it could work. I don't know if I want it to happen. I do enjoy a brand split because I think you end up with the same things then on yeah. both shows. If they not, get away yeah, one'll just be
1: one'll just be a repeat show of the other, basically. Yeah. Um, from what I've from what I've read, so that was rumoured, but then it was sort of counteracted with we're not doing away the brand split completely, They're but we're gonna, gonna use top certain people and the top people on both shows here and there, freshen it up, sprinkle it around. So KO going on SmackDown felt really cool, I thought. And in yeah. particular, we'll get to it when we go on Raw, but I don't ever remember seeing Shinsuke Nakamura on Raw before because he's always been on SmackDown. He's never been drafted to Raw really? since he's been in WWE. So I felt like him going on to Raw felt quite fresh, even though it was kind of weird. you know. So I don't mind them doing that, but... um. Yeah, it kind of makes the brand split silly, but at the same time, it freshens the shows up, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think they need that now. But I don't think so they should small. completely,
1: I don't think they should completely drop it because I think then if you end up with one women's title, women's title, for example, across both shows, that woman, that's just going to become very, I don't know, especially if they do away with the women's tag titles. Do you know what I mean? I think we'll, it'll, there'll be nothing going on. Um, and one world champion, which we have at the moment, Roman Reigns, he's not even defending this title. And that's another thing we can mention here, really, was there wasn't much of a uh, Roman Reigns presence on this show, was there? Well,
0: we know Roman Reigns has been reported to be having Hell in a Cell off. So mm. I think they're almost moving him, Randy Orton as well, out of the picture to concentrate on the builds for Hell in a Cell, which I think in a way is good, get some focus, as much as Roman's amazing, Get get the focus on the people who are going to be in the in the pay per view, the yeah. premium live event. Even yeah, um, that's a
1: fair, that's fair enough, I suppose.
0: Um, yeah, no point having him on telly in the build if he's not going to be there.
1: No, right. Let's um let's move on to something else from this show. So we had a tag team match. Yep, uh, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser making his SmackDown debut against Ricochet and Drew Gulak. Yeah, um, I thought it was really cool to see. The former Marcel Bartel, Ludwig Kaiser. He looked shredded. Wrestled. That's one thing yeah. I noticed. He, he looked very shredded. Um, him and Walter Gunther have definitely been putting the work in. Yeah. Um, and some good
0: chemistry. He as looked well awesome in,
1: in this. He looked awesome in this match, and he actually got the win for the team as well. I expected him to tag in Gunther, but he didn't. He actually got the win in himself, which I it thought was very interesting. Him
0: a bit of promotion, doesn't
1: it? Yes, and then they attacked. Um, Gulak and Ricochet after the match. So I think this is obviously leading to that match we talked about, the Gunter-Ricochet intercontinental title match. Um, it's a shame I'm it's hoping, going to be at
0: Hell in a Cell. Well,
1: it? it could be, because uh, we have still got SmackDown to go before. Yeah. At the moment, there are six matches on Hell in a Cell. There were no SmackDown matches, which is really weird. It's all raw. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if they do add a SmackDown match or two. Then again, I think Backlash only had six matches. So, maybe they're sticking with that formula because Raw's, at the moment, Helen in the Cell has six matches. So, maybe, maybe we won't get an extra one.
0: Next is Money in the Bank, isn't it? So, yeah. Next pay per view. Yep. Yeah, I don't really know what happens if they don't defend it here. I suppose they do like occasionally putting a big match on SmackDown. So, you never know. They could have him win. They could have the match and have him win. Yeah. Um, unless they want to build it to Money in the Bank.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I think they'll just do it on SmackDown, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it because you've got the US title for a change on um, Hell in the Cell. I wouldn't mind them seeing, doing the same with the the Intercontinental title. So yeah,
0: especially since the heavyweights not being defended.
1: Yeah, and only only one of the women's titles as well. Um, so you know, well, since it's...
0: we're talking about the women's title, should we segue to Raquel versus Rousey, which was supposed to be a championship contender match, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, so I wonder what, you know, we were getting this again. The first match was really, really good between the two. Raquel looked really strong. So I was kind of looking forward, I suppose, to a second match. Um, but we didn't really get that in the end. No. Um, so before the match, we had Shotzi kind of rallying the SmackDown locker room against Raquel saying, we need to do something about this. Um, to Xia Li, Aaliyah, Natalia, Shader Shada Baszler, they're all there. Um, and Shotzi ends up getting locked in the, the room by Aaliyah again. Um, I don't
0: mind that. That's quite funny. That though. was a funny little
1: bit to to stop Shotzi doing it. And and Shotzi was really playing into that on Twitter. She was tweeting like, they've all left me in the building. There's no lights on. Help me. Like, you know, <laughs> it's like she was locked in there all night. Obviously she wasn't. Um, but yeah. Um, but Natalia and Shane had then come down to the ring, didn't they? And caused a very uh, early DQ. But then we got a tag team match instead. Um which was okay. Um,
0: yeah, it was okay, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, they didn't play into Ronda and Shayna too much. And I know Keeney in particular, I've said it as well, once that Ronda-Shayna feud, they did I have don't a star think off. We're
0: get it. I, I don't think we're going to get
1: it. No. Um, and the fact that Shayna took the pin here as well. Yeah, from, um, not even
0: from Ronda. No. It was from Raquel. From, from Raquel. I
1: get it. They want to they build Raquel. Um, but I would have had Raquel pin Natty. And then you could have done Raquel with Ronda for the title because she's beaten somebody. And then down the line, you can still do Shayna and Ronda. They did tease it a little bit with a stare down here, but they didn't actually get physical, did they? Um, right. It was broken up very, very quickly. Um, but yeah, it, it was OK, but I, it was just a bit disappointing they didn't give Ra- Raquel the full match against Ronda again,
0: but I guess... We don't like championship contender matches. There, no, we so. don't like I them anyway.
1: I wasn't too bothered in the end. And, and I guess this is a better... It's probably actually a better way to build up Raquel for Ronda, teaming yeah. her with her instead. Um, it's just a shame that Shane Baszler was on the other end of it, I suppose.
0: Unfortunately, I think that's the position she's in now, which is a shame, but you never know. It might change in the future. Right. Think maybe onto a top mark of mine.
1: Yeah, there's only other sort of a couple of other things from the show, but if you want to go to the top, Mark,
0: go well, I for think, it. What, why not? So, they actually started the show. So, we had an Usos promo, um, and this felt so real, so unscripted. I thought they, they were choking up. I think, well, to be honest, I think it was real, the things they were saying, the way where they were coming yeah, across was... saying, Thank you, we've been here for this long, we can't yeah, believe we're years, still
1: here. 12 years since they debuted.
0: But they really uh, play. I mean, just the promo anyway was an absolute fire.
1: It just showed but, how good Jay is. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. Because he was he was the one doing that bit, and then it was Jimmy that turned it around into the Definitely. psych. Although I know. thought
0: Jimmy sold as if he like couldn't talk because he would cry. I honestly and I thought, thought they were making so real.
1: I thought they were making some sort of weird announcement because they were thanking everyone for being there for twelve years. I was like,
0: Yeah, I are I, they, I thought they, they were in- going to. Go or something. I thought,
1: like, are they dropping the titles? Like they've just won them and they're going like, to be like, no, like one of us is really badly injured. Like I did buy it for a little bit. Oh, I um, bought
0: it. They tricked me all the way until they said they needed nobody and then decided like, to laugh at everybody. Yeah. Uh, getting some serious heel heat. But man, that promo was incredible. Especially um, seeing us, because we, we see these
1: bloodline promos a lot, but normally they're, it's normally carried by Paul Heyman or Roman. Yeah. normally they do a lot of the talking you might get jay or jimmy do one line here they were out there on their own yeah and they were awesome
0: i think it helps that they were they were speaking from the heart wasn't they they, they did mean what they said even though they played it yeah. as a heel they definitely meant what they said yeah um but yeah definite top mark for me a different top mark giving it to the usos for a promo I don't think that's ever occurred on recharge wrestling. Probably uh, not. A, no. a, an Uso's match, definitely, but not a, not a promo. So um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Great way to open it up and get some more heat on them.
1: Yeah. And that led of course, to uh, Shinsuke Nakamura interrupting in the end. Yeah. Um And then he said him and his partner wanted to, to challenge him. The Uso say, well, we injured Rick Boogs. You haven't got a partner. And then of course it's riddle. Um and then they had a little brawl with Riddle and Nakamura, Stanley Tall, to set up a, a number one contenders or a championship contenders match on Raw, which we'll get to in a minute. But before we segue on to that, just want to talk quickly about a very random tag team match between Los Lafarios versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. Yeah. Um, so Los Lafarios are waiting in the ring. Jinder's music hits. They don't come out. I was like, okay, what's going on here? And then it cuts the backstage, Jinder can't find Shanky and he's dancing to the theme song. Um, so we've got Dancing Shanky. I now. can't
0: I, I can't lie, I actually quite like this Shanky. It, it gave I, him I, a
1: bit of personality at least. He's not I so I found it
0: funny. And then the fact that he started Well, at the end we we had um Gaza da- dancing, didn't we in front of yeah? The, so they the were trying to
1: impress Samantha Irving. That's it. The uh, the ring announcer and then Shanky um, started. started Gaza did his pants off thing. His trousers. I'm still, off I'm thing.
0: glad he's still doing his pants off. And then that, that, from yeah. NXT, that was my yeah. favorite part. Well, it fits their gimmick uh, anyway. Uh, with, their,
1: with their kissing and all that. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: And then yeah. So and then uh yeah. So Shanky ended up dancing, but then Jinder was annoyed because um him sort of messing about.
0: I think we're going to get a mid-card feud there.
1: I don't really see the point in splitting up Jinder and Shanky, if I'm being honest.
0: It's not. I I actually think I'd quite like them having a bit more of a presence on screen if they're going to do this sort of thing. I'd quite like Jinder to be the serious one. It's worked before. I mean, if you think like Drake Maverick and um, I've forgotten uh, his tag partner was. It was in NXT. Oh, Killian Dane. Killian Dane, yeah, Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was a good tag team because you had the serious. Yeah, it's of kind of similar house. to that, I suppose. Yeah. I'd love that sort of thing. If he's going to carry on doing this, but they win matches because of his sort of like clumsiness or something, I think that could be quite a good a good yeah. uh, duo. Um but yeah, I did enjoy it just for that. And the match is pretty good to be fair.
1: Yeah, it was. It was decent enough. It was uh, Los of safarios always look good in the ring. In my they opinion. are really good. Just one other little thing to note. There was um, the appearance of Max Dupree again. He's officially on SmackDown now. Um, and I haven't written much notes on this because I can't remember exactly what he said. But even he only had a couple of lines, but I was like, oh, my God, he's so good. <laughs> That's yeah. all I've written down. Like he just him talking. Um, and it seems like we're going to get some of his clients being revealed in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I'm sure I'm Mace, is gonna be, Mace is definitely going to be one of them because he's been working a lot with Mace in dark matches. Um, so I am mean, it's keep...
0: to see where it goes. I just hope he doesn't get wasted. Just give him some time, give him a chance on the mic and then occasionally in the ring. He doesn't have to be in the ring all the time, but I'd be surprised if they didn't use him in the ring just because he looks the part, doesn't he? Yeah. Um. Yeah, excited. Even if it's, it's every now and
1: then, like they did with Ludwig Kaiser here, like they put him in. He's been just introducing Günther every week, and I mm-hmm. thought, is he not going to wrestle? But then he wrestled. So hopefully they do similar stuff there. Let's move on to Raw then.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, where should we start? Should we, we might as well start with the the opener, uh, which also led to a match later on. But um, yeah. so Becky Lynch opens the show. Um, good promo about uh giving Asker a title. Showed some clips and yeah. some stuff. Um, I loved her line where she said she's fueled on spite and coffee. I found that relatable. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I was like <laughs> yeah, me I think
0: too. All at rechar- Actually, especially on this podcast. Yeah. Me yeah, and you.
1: Yeah. Keeney's not a coffee man, but spite me and, and you. Coffee. Yeah. Spite and coffee. That's, <laughs> that's how you feel. Um,
0: and I, I, so I love or that. by like, listening to, or watching the Recharge Wrestling Podcast. That's yeah. how you, uh, that's how you re- recharge at least.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's how Little that, plug that's there
0: on my own show. <laughs> 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 yes. Anyway, um, sorry, carry so on. So then
1: eventually Asco interrupted that. And then a typical, WWE opening promo they all come out Bianca makes her way down to the ring as well um, she says the title is not going anywhere nice little promo from Bianca they have a little brawl and it ends up Asuka and Bianca kind of getting Becky out of the ring um, and then after the break we got um, Bianca versus Asuka and when I knew this match was happening I was like oh no why are they doing this because this is one of those scenarios where you've got a triple threat match at a pay-per-view and you're putting two the people in it in a match which for me it's never a good idea because that means either it's obviously going to be a DQ, which is what I expected. It wasn't. But I expected Becky to just get in the ring and beat them both up. Or one of them has got to lose before the pay-per-view, which I'm also not a fan of. Yeah. I would have rather than booked, had like Asuka versus someone like Tamina and put Belair and Becky on commentary and just have Asuka have a, a nice win building her up. Belair and Becky on a commentary and then they have a fight after or something like that. But
0: no, they had to put
1: Belair and Askel against each other.
0: I quite the thing is, I, I like it because it's not the norm to have somebody pinned cleanish. Yeah, um, well, it, was, it
1: ended up being a roll up, didn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: which is you know, it's it. I guess it doesn't mean anything. But I just wouldn't have booked much in the first
0: place. It's difficult to know now because in typical WWE fashion, you had so you you'd say that the person who got the one up would be the one that lost at the pay per view. But you had Becky standing tall at the end. Mm. Oscar getting the pin. So does that mean Oscar's winning? It's yeah, I get it. I get that. It's um, difficult, isn't it? Mm. But I really think some, a big title that will be held to SummerSlam.
1: Yeah, because she think. got a manhandled slam, didn't she, to Bianca in the end. One thing yeah. I did notice is Becky's Becky, one of Becky's lines on commentary. She called herself a wizard. Yeah. And I was like, Chris Jericho, where are you?
0: Well, she did a great tweet actually. I don't know if you saw it. I don't, she, I don't she, think I've seen this. She tweeted apologize, like um, saying no beef to Jericho or something like that. Did she? Um, um, she's, she's hilarious. Um, I thought it was odd when she called herself that. I was
1: like, wait a minute.
0: Jericho's yeah. been doing that every she, week. On. She did um, tag him and saying no beef or something like that. All right. Um, Fair enough, then. Fair enough. But yeah, this was
1: this was okay. It wasn't the best setup for the Hell in a Cell match. I thought it was a good match, uh, though. The, I thought
0: it was a brilliant match. The match
1: itself was good. I mean, it's Bianca Belair and uh, I think it can't fire really be at bad. The I think it will be a great match. That's the thing with some of these matches. We said, uh, I mean, remember Backlash? The build to it wasn't particularly good, but the matches when they oh, come the around were, were really, really good. Yeah. And I think with a few of these, we're going to get the same thing here. Although, there's been one match that's been built brilliantly. The rest of the cards just been a bit average. I think when we get to it, the whole card would be really good.
0: Yeah. Do you want uh, to go on to talk about that match? Because I think I can guess what it is.
1: Yeah, well, I might as well go on to it because it's the other top mark. So we, we're getting very... Um, we're putting our positives in. Um, and you can probably guess what it is. I think a lot of people love this this week. The Cody Rhodes-Seth Rollins segment was fantastic. Madness. So it starts off, Cody comes down. He he cuts a fairly standard promo. Um, I like the fact he talks about Dusty and how much he rated Seth Rollins in NXT because that's a well-known thing that he was one of his biggest mentors. Um, but when it get really, really good was when Seth come out. Um, and what made it better was Seth didn't just come out for the ring, uh, the ramp down the ramp. He came through the crowd, out through the crowd. The crowd were then more into it because he was yeah. in with them, and the. the the promo Seth cut was probably the best promo of this feud so far, in my opinion, purely because he used references from AEW, which I've been waiting for them to do. Absolutely. Now, I don't like, I like it that. when they reference the other shows pointlessly.
0: Not if they play him down, yeah.
1: Like, if when WWE, a WWE wrestler gets released, turns up on Dynamite and then just starts slagging off WWE and it's not related to his feud, I hate that. Yeah. But when it plays into the story and the character and it makes sense, that's when I like it. Um, and here, Seth basically said, you left, you joined your other friends, you tried to tear what I built down here, you failed, so you come running back. Yeah. Not untrue. He also said about, you can't take a sledgehammer to a throne and then come yeah. back and try and take my throne or whatever. He Yeah. Word for word, not word for word what he said, but I just thought these lines were
0: brilliant. And that was a reference to... In 2019, at Double or Nothing, when Cody smashed, smashed yeah. the throne, didn't he with a sledgehammer, sort yeah. of attacking Triple H almost. Yes. Very exactly. clever promo, and I, I guess sort of Cody would have said, "Yeah, go for it," because he knows oh, yeah. how much fire this is going to be.
1: Absolutely. And then I thought, okay, this is a great promo, and and you know where is it going to move from this? But then Cody kind of challenges Seth to come down to the ring, Seth. Starts going towards the ring, backs out when he gets to the barricade, starts his little laugh. But then they just brawl through the crowd. A brilliant brawl. Oh, it went um, on for ages. Smashes isn't it? into the barricade, round the ring.
0: Three it feels times. so like a pull personal apart. now, doesn't it? Yeah. And it this honestly feels like a mimic almost, but different enough to make it interesting of Edge Seth last year.
1: Yeah. Um, um, and this now feels really personal. Three pull really apart does. brawls. Curtis Axel was out there trying to pull them apart um <laughs> didn't know if you noticed him
0: i didn't even know he's still there to be honest he's well he's back working as a
1: producer uh a tryout as a producer so he's working behind the scenes um, he and he was there. one of the guys uh yeah they a couple of i think the rear of might have been there as well there's a couple of guys that are working behind the scenes come out here i was like oh sacks axel 's back on tv um they were trying to all separate them um and yeah, they had a really good brawl. And this is a perfect setup for a Hell in a Cell match. Um, and I just thought this whole thing, the crowd even charged. this is awesome, which you don't oh, normally yeah. get on a segment. You normally get no. that in matches. Um, not, you don't even get it in matches that often on Raw. But you know, generally, as a, re- as a rule, you get it.
0: It was so exciting, wasn't it? Like, it was a great These uh, sections feel quite cheesy where they're brawling, being pulled apart. But yeah. this just felt like a proper fight. Yeah. like They really hated each other. Yeah, this, they just this need is really well done. to finish it off for me by getting Seth to beat Cody because it'd be such a shock. It's too obvious if he wins. That'll be my only problem with this whole, the whole thing from from Cody coming to WrestleMania has been perfect. The only issue I have with it is Seth with losing three times in a row if he loses yeah. here. Um, so let's see what happens there. But yeah, absolutely brilliant! Cannot wait for the match. Yeah, and I think it it's gonna main time. event
1: because it's yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the only match inside the cell as well.
0: So it's gonna make it special. In all like, honesty, if you put a belt on the line, I still think this is yeah. It means more. I still think it does. Yeah, mean yeah, because you've
1: got the. I think you've got the women's. Obviously, the women's match is a big deal. The triple threat, but this match is it's big. A big feels deal, bigger.
0: but this just feels huge, and yeah. it's been building since WrestleMania. So.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think it's got a main event, the show. And this
0: is, this is the crowd. This has got to be the crowd favourite, surely. Yeah, and it's the um, first time as well. It'll
1: be the first time Cody Rhodes has ever main evented a pay-per-view on his own in a one-on-one So which
0: match, match is quickly in WWE. Hell in a the Cell then? Which one's are in Hell in a Cell? So we've got Cody versus Seth. Just, just Cody and Seth at the moment. Is that it? The women's well, match hasn't been announced even, as one. That makes it even bigger, doesn't it? I, I thought, thought the
1: Omos though. match was going to be, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if no. it was or not. Um, so should we
0: talk about that then?
1: Yeah, let's move on to that. So that was actually the main event segment, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. Which felt a bit. I was quite weird. surprised about that. <laughs> I think they should have done the Cody Seth thing at the end of the show. Yeah, I think uh, so. personally. But they quite often, to be fair, they quite often put Cody on early so that people watch because people don't watch the end of war. and we do. But there is a lot of people that don't. They switch off. I can't after ma- I, that's crazy.
0: I can't imagine not. How dare you not watch to the end? <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, I guess, you know, it's.
0: Or it's don't so watch to the end, end and then listen and watch Recharge Wrestling to find <laughs> out
1: what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a contract signing, which is a very overdone idea in WWE, really, as a whole. Um, I got annoyed with the fans here. I, I didn't really rate the fans that much, apart from that Cody segment where they were cool. Um, I didn't like the fans too much on this show. And they were wa- MVP actually got quite a good promo, but they were just doing the watch answer at him. And I was just like, just shut up and listen to MVP. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) And uh, so this ended up with security coming in, getting thrown around everywhere. Um, Cedric Alexander jumped in to try and attack Lashley, which he keeps doing. Um, That distracted Lashley enough for Omos and MVP to take advantage, beat him down, but it ended with Lomas, Lomas, Lashley, overcoming that. Um and then he ended up spearing Omos got a taste of table. Didn't he? And that's how the show one off the air, which was fine as a closing shot. But I don't know if it made me more interested or less. So the stipulation as well that was obviously revealed this week is it's a two on one handicap match. What do you make of that?
0: I think it almost takes away from Omos because Omos didn't didn't really lose fairly in the cage because Lashley just sort of fell out of the cage yeah. and uh, and MVP the even
1: said that himself. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know why he needs two people to beat Lashley. It just takes, I guess, I think it just takes it away from Omos. But I guess if Lashley overcomes this, that shows he is incredibly, yeah. he's a beast, isn't he? Really, I'm in two minds here because again, I shouldn't probably think like this all the time, but. Omos went through the table, <laughs> the, although yeah. which is the going home show piece. So really, he probably should get the upper hand. And to be honest, I don't think there's any shame in Lashley losing in a two-on-one scenario. No, I think it could be quite a good match. To be fair. The thing is, you,
1: you know, as well, if Lashley does win, he's pinning MVP. MVP. He's not going to pin Omos. So, no. but then that—what does that really do for either man?
0: I don't do you know see I mean? where this is going to go. After this, almost—it's uh, almost like the feud needs to end here, but. I don't really know how you could carry on or end this now. So, mm. yeah, it, it was a pretty good segment, but I'm, I don't, I'm not hugely into this. No, um, I'm, not, I'm not
1: really. Um, it,
0: it's, it's good, but I'm not. I like,
1: liked it up until up till sort of when, when MVP joined on, I thought it was a good idea and I thought that, but now I'm a bit bored of it. Um, I'd like to see Lashley move on to something else.
0: The Cedric stuff, He's okay. I'd rather see him wrestling properly. Mm. Then again, I don't think Omos needs extra people. He he sh- he's been built. so I get that it's the idea of Cedric be...
1: Alexander's desperately trying to impress MVP to get back in his good books. I get I get that that's kind of the story there. It's not really about Omos in that sense, but yeah. At the same time, yeah, it Omos is getting help from MVP, help from Cedric Alexander, and he doesn't really need it. No. Um. So let's move on to something else. So we have got the Mysterios and Ezekiel. In a six-man tag team match against the Alpha Academy and Kevin Owens, um, this was alright, I suppose. Um, some nice teamwork by Mysterio and Ezekiel. Ezekiel. They did like a triple drop kick at one point to knock Otis out of the ring. Um, yeah, that
0: was cool. Actually, I thought
1: Ezekiel actually looked pretty good in this match. Um, Ray Mysterio went for six-one-nine on Kevin Owens, but he missed it. KO hit a super kick. Um, but then Ray dodged it and it hit Gable. Um, so that meant they could do a double six, one nine to Gable. And then Ezekiel hit his finisher and they won. Um, obviously, we're getting a one-on-one match between Owens and Ezekiel at the pay-per-view. Um, Ezekiel got the win here. I loved Kevin Owens getting annoyed afterwards of going over to the commentary table and throwing the papers around because he was so annoyed. I like that. I um, was a bit confused with this match. Um, also, I was a bit puzzled one Veer wasn't involved um, with the Mysterios, because that's who he's been feuding with. Um, But other than that, it was okay.
0: Yeah, to be honest, this match, I I don't have too much to add. I I can't lie, I'm getting a bit bored of Ezekiel already. I like it, but I
1: think the story needs to move forward now. I'm hoping at the pay-per-view, something... I mean, I've, I've, I was listening to another podcast earlier as a predictions for Hell in a Cell, and they were talk about where this feud can go. And either I think either KO's got to be proven right about Ezekiel that he is Elias somehow, mm-hmm. or they do something crazy. And I've mentioned it before, I and mean, they bring in another pl- person to play
0: Elias. That would be quite funny.
1: Or they do the, and they do the guitar strum, and it distracts KO, and then Ezekiel beats KO that way. Not that I want KO to lose this, I think he should win because um, he lost he 's lost a couple of matches, I think he should be beating a, a mid card guy like Ezekiel um who 's never going to be a top guy really he 's a comedy mid card guy so it 's interesting to see where they go at this pay-per-view. if they just do a normal match and k o or Ezekiel win and then it continues the feud i i 've had enough of it i don 't think it should go any further now. I want to see yeah. k o move on to something a little bit more
0: I like uh, your idea um, yeah, I like your idea about. Sammy Zayn tag team that's where I'd like him to go I think
1: yeah I think that would make the most sense at the moment and then it gives KO and Sammy direction going into to SummerSlam and Money in the Bank and beyond unless KO is in Liza with Money in the Bank but I can't I don't think that's going to happen or Sammy. so um, yeah that was okay um, what else did we have we had oh Alexa Bliss versus dodrop, so that's a fresh match we've not seen before at least. Um, Nikki ASH ringside with uh, Drop, And Dewdrop just got beaten very easily by Alexa Bliss. That's the Bliss. thing.
0: I like I the fact we're getting a fresh match. And I love the fact we got Alexa Bliss back. I, I think she's brilliant uh, in ring on and on the mic. Um, the thing I'm not so keen on is we had Dewdrop a couple of months back being almost like an unstoppable force. She was very difficult to beat for the likes of Bianca, Becky, and suddenly yeah. she's just almost getting, not squashed, but she's not putting up much of a fight no, it, against Alexa Bliss. She
1: barely, Alexa didn't get a lot of offense in here. So Doudrop was actually dominating quite a bit at the start, throwing the power around. And then Alexa did like three moves and beat her. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, that's, that's not great when she's, you know, she's twice her size. Alexa's quite small. So, yeah, yeah and I get Alexa Bliss is the guy, person you're pushing here. And I think she may be in line. They might be racking her wins up. So that she can face the champion mm-hmm. soon. Or maybe she's going to win Money in the Bank or something like that. But so I get what I do with Alexa. But yeah, from Dewdrop's point of view.
0: Well, they did not notice. I did notice they, they did a video package of Alexa winning the Money in the Bank. They
1: did. Uh, yes, they did. That was a very. She
0: was brilliant when she cashed in that same evening. She was a great champion too.
1: Yeah, well, that, that was probably her peak, her best character when she first came in it and she, you know, she had the run on SmackDown. The feud with Becky Lynch and
0: oh, Nikki James—I always remember uh, all that. that
1: stuff. That was fantastic. Then the later run on Raw with the the uh, feud with Cash in, like you say, saying, and all that kind of stuff. And then even the team with Nikki was decent, but after that, it's all gone very strange. Um, I'm glad she's kind of getting back to her old ways. At least it feels like. Um, the next segment—I've got—I don't know what to say about this next segment. It was very strange. I nearly skidmarked it, but I'm not going to because there's something else I want to skidmark.
0: Oh, he's stacking the skids. But it's,
1: it's the Miz TV segment. Now, the Miz TV bit itself, I really liked. So you had Miz come down, promote Miz and Mrs. That was all this was there for. But there was absolutely no point to any of this segment. His guests are the Street Profits, which is random. Oh, I
0: enjoyed that bit. I, I found yeah, that quite fun. I,
1: I enjoyed this bit too. They're so uh, good. There was no purpose They're to it, but it was funny because they had good chemistry. Yeah. They wouldn't let the Miz get a word in. Um they they asked them they put they were talking about Hell in the Cell, talking about the matches. They asked Miz what he thinks, and they went, It doesn't matter what you think. Yeah. Like the rock. Um that bit was that was cool. I really popped for that bit. Then all of a sudden, this is when it took a turn. I was thinking, okay, this segment's great, but what is the point there? Where's it going? Then Dana Brooks starts coming down. And I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. Here, here we go. Time. So they interrupted this with a 24-7 segment. I'm glad The Miz was just like, I'm leaving then," because he didn't want anything to do with the 24-7 stuff. The Street Profits sat there and watched it and got a bit involved randomly. Um, They weren't that involved in it. But yeah, then it just turned into chaos. you had Dana Brooke come down. uh, Tozawa came in. T-Bar, for some reason, was there. Took out Tozawa um at the start Apollo was there as well feel bad for him this is what he's sunk to now um and it ended with them all sort of brawling and then it ended up being a brawl between Damina Demi- Damina Dana and Tamina Damina ain't nobody that's their tag, team. That's their tag team name when ain't they? nobody meaner. um and then yeah so they end up having a bit of a fight Tamina wins pins her. And then we got the Tazawa kiss thing again, which I thought we were done with. And then again, the betrayal. Yeah, and then then we got the betrayal thing straight away, which we've done like three times with Reggie already. Um, And then Tazawa won the title and walked off. And I don't understand what the point of any of this was. This was was the filler section of the show, and I'll get to it in a minute, but there was some chants I haven't heard in a long time at a WWE show. I was talking about the crowd when we got Mm -hmm. to the next match because I think the crowd were getting a bit bored with this segment and what came next. Mm-hmm. Which is part of my my skid mark. Um, so should I just move on to that?
0: Yeah, I think so. I want you to. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see what it is now.
1: So, the skid mark isn't necessarily a segment itself, it's the fact we got two of two similar booking things here. So, I didn't notice this, so I might get it when you say it, but you were, you were, I think you'll agree with me when I when I explain what, what I felt. So, we got uh, Ali versus Champa, first of all, yeah. Um, which was kind of predictable. Fury was on commentary. The match itself between the two, by the way, was really good. There was a really yeah. uh, nice dive on Ali where he proper took Champa out at one point. It looked really good. Um, Fury predictably attacked Ali, causing the DQ. Um, what I kind of liked about this is, it was, so it was a championship contenders match where for some reason Champa didn't get a title shot, but Ali did if he won. So Fury then attacked him so that he won and he got a title shot, but he made him have the match straight away, didn't he? So And he beat, beat Ali up, like, really a lot. Ali had the match, tried to get into it, tried to rally, but then Fury eventually beats him. Pierce came down and said, look, Vince McMahon wants you to have a fair fight. So positive thing, we're getting the United States Championship match between Fury yeah, and Ali. pleased about that. At, at Hell in a Cell, which I think is great. Um, really, really pleased with that. Um, but a bit of a messy way to get there. But then, not only that, so after this, the next match was Usos versus Riddle and Nakamura. Yeah. And again, the match was okay. But again, it was caused the DQ to get a title shot. So do you see where I'm coming from with my skin? Yeah, ski so- it,
0: again, it's, it's, I saw some snaps the other day of like non-finishes and DQs and things.
1: We went really bad on this show. We had roll-ups, two DQs. We had all sorts going on here. Um, they
0: overbook it, don't they, sometimes?
1: But what, what annoys me is they're doing... D- here, they did two DQs to get title matches.
0: Yeah, it's a bit that's, crazy. That's crap. You'd think they'd look at it and go, hang on a minute.
1: <laughs> the is- Theory one made sense in a way. Because, yeah, Theory's
0: definitely made sense.
1: But then I don't think, I don't think they needed to do that with, with Riddle and the Usos. They had um, one... I don't know if it's Jimmy or Jay. One of them hit him with the scooter. Um,
0: that bit looked savage I didn't it did mind look savage the, but I didn't mind the scooter but I don't like the fact they get in the title shot because of it
1: yeah exactly just have them beat have Riddle pin Jimmy Uso like it's not or Nakamura whichever but I know they've lost a fair few times to Uso's but honestly it wouldn't have done them much harm or here's a better idea put Riddle and Nakamura against another tag team on the roster yeah and have them beat them have yeah. them beat the street profits or somebody for a number yeah. one contenders match um Befo. I I think
0: it's a bit odd to randomly throw them in a title match this quickly anyway.
1: Yeah. I get the riddle. They've both got beef with the bloodline, so I kind of
0: get them teaming up, but teaming up. Yes. But getting a title match, not Mm. this early on, in my opinion, should have. They almost left it too late, I think to start this feud.
1: Yeah. 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 But I don't know if they were planning the, I don't know if the Orton time off for injury was planned or not. I don't know if that came suddenly.
0: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah. Uh,
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. It may have been, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, that's my skid mark, doing two DQ finishes to sell no, time. I, I, I can't
0: deny that at all.
1: That's a pretty poor way to do it. Uh, one other thing from Raw then was Rhea Ripley versus uh, Liv Morgan. And one thing I loved about this is before this, we got the announcement of a six-person mixed tag team match for Helen in a Cell, which uh, I think we've all been looking forward to, haven't we?
0: this is going to be great. The only thing that could make this better is putting it in a cell. Yeah. I'd love that. Um, it just feels right. Cause it seems pretty intense. This, this feud. Um, I am really enjoying it. Th- this actually is going perfectly for me. I- I'm really enjoying it. Liv got the, um, well, apart from Liv getting a roll up. Yeah. So but,
1: two, two roll up finishes in the women's matches as well.
0: Yeah. Roll ups um, are not great. So- um, I suppose it keeps Judgment Day strong, really. Um, yeah. they actually got the better of Judgment Day this time, didn't they? So which has been quite rare. Uh, bullet yeah. Club. yeah. Is that so, what they're themselves? What are they calling themselves?
1: They're not calling they've not mentioned the Bullet Club, but they do the two sweet and everything. Too um sweet. I don't think they actually have a name yet. Shh. Um I'm guessing because I don't think it's a long term thing. And we'll get to that when we talk about predictions and and stuff down the line. Ooh. But um, I don't think this is this is long for.
0: Before joins Judgment, well, day, even Bala joins.
1: Yeah, I think I, I mean spoiler for my predictions, but I think at the pay per view either Balor's going to turn or someone else is going to join Judgment Day and help them win.
0: Yeah,
1: I I don't see where, where else this goes because I think there's definitely someone else going to join Judgment Day at this show. I think someone is whether it's Bala, whether it's AJ or someone outside. I'd like to I'd like it to be Champa because my God, it was wasted on this
0: show. Um, the fact he was would make, makes me think he's probably not going to be. Hmm. I'd, have, I'd have kept him off TV, I think.
1: Don't, he would have been better off, yeah, probably. Um, but it's very interesting. The match itself between Liv and Rhea was pretty good. Um, and yeah, I like the after angle. So uh, Priest came in and stepped up to Liv, didn't he? But then um, Bala came down and then they all hit the finishers, uh, which was really cool. And that's about it, really, from from That's Raw. it
0: for Raw, isn't it? So, so is let's it talk NXT. about NXT.
1: everyone's favourite show, NXT 2.0. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you make that sound like we don't like it. No, we, we, we are fair to it. But I know there's a lot... I, when I say everyone's favourite show, I think it's just generally people are a bit skiddy on NXT. They Skiddy. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> the amount of people that I see, I, I know, or, or watch that don't watch NXT anymore. Or just don't care about NXT anymore is is amazing compared to like.
0: No, I think this had some banging wrestling on it. To be fair, it has still got good
1: wrestling on it. I think it's more the presentation that's the problem. Um,
0: Not Not as not as dark.
1: Yeah, there's just too many silly gimmicks, isn't there? And
0: yeah, I think there is quite a lot. Yeah, but uh, some of them are good. I like some of
1: them. Don't get me wrong, I like some of them.
0: I think the problem when you didn't have. I, I was way against it, you know, st- at the start, but now I, I realize they're using it. it they're not, they're t- come away from the third brand. It's a training area.
1: Yeah. I think it's what not happened a super indie got- anymore. It's no. like a, it's a de- it's a genuine development brand. I think the
0: problem you had was people were coming up to the main roster, brilliant in ring, great wrestlers, but weren't no, well, they weren't any good on the microphone because they just wasn't used to it. Mm. They didn't have as much of a character. You yeah. had absolutely fantastic, and un- unfortunately, I think if you don't have people try these sort of characters out, you don't get the story building that that they want on Raw and SmackDown, and then yeah. they get dropped. So yeah. you get some fantastic people coming up to the main roster, and they just can't make it work. and mm. um, it. it's probably for the better, wasted. But
1: it's, I get it; it's probably for the better in the long term. It's just that doesn't mean I
0: agree with it, but I see. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. We, we, we know what we like. Uh, Gargano versus Champa, Savage Man. <laughs> <laughs> so the show started
1: with an old NXT guy in a match, actually, in Roderick Strong. Um, I believe he's still was,
0: around and still actually asked wrestling for properly as well. Um,
1: he, he teamed here with Damon Kemp against the tag team champions pretty deadly. Yeah. Um, this match was pretty good. Um, I thought it was awesome. Damon Kemp impressed me quite a lot when he was in the ring. He was the crowd great. were into him as well. Um, oh, I forgot to mention. I've just realised I was, I was going to talk about the crowd chant. they bloody bloody chanting CM Punk, weren't they? That's what. Really? I, uh, yeah, during the um, the match, that's what I thought was funny. I've yeah, heard that right. in a long time. Anyway, back to NXT. Um, Strong, yeah. So, so Strong and Kemp here looked
0: really good. They looked a really smooth team, actually. I they did, did enjoy it,
1: um, but they ended up. Losing, um, by so it's a bit of confusion. So, pretty deadly distraction with the belt. They went to hit Roddy, he moved out of the way. Julius Creed on the outside got hit with a belt, yeah. Um, and then that led to pretty deadly hitting their finisher. The spilt milk on I like team. that, yeah. Spilt milk is a bit of a weird name. Spilt milk, uh, uh, I, I, it's almost, like bad, it. it's almost as weird as sliced bread. Spilt a, milk, man. <laughs> who who um, does sliced bread? Um, Brian Kendrick used to do it There's a couple of other guys used to like do it. Fred. Yeah it's, it's a weird Spilt milk man
0: It's quite a cool <laughs> finisher though I do like it Yeah it's it. a cool
1: finisher It's just got a weird name um, So they, they uh, Pinned Roddy to win They pinned
0: Roddy Which I think is a bit of the He's maybe leaving thing so Well this is him. interesting
1: So this led to the segment Later on So Roddy was really yes. angry um, With the Creeds And he said if they don't win on Saturday At Takeover They are out of Diamond Mine um, so I don't know if you've done your NXT, but I've done my predictions for NXT now. I don't have done, done them. yet, but my so I might as well say what mine is because Tell yeah, your there.
0: prediction. I'll see if it matches mine. So,
1: my prediction is that the Creed brothers are actually going to win, okay, and they are going to kick Roddy out somehow.
0: I was going to say that I think they're going to kick Roddy out, but I think this could happen. Either way, I it think could you could have way. them lose, and then the rest of Diamond Mind say, "No, we're not yeah. leaving." Then they sort of stand by the side, and that's Roddy's bye bye. Yeah, off to AEW you go. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the only reason. I mean, what else would he want to leave?
1: No, no, yeah, no. It's just whether
0: WWE actually
1: releases him from his contract because yeah. they they turned it down originally. But they might, what they might be doing here is using this as a story to get Roddy. To leave in a proper way, yeah. tie this up, have him put over the creeds on the way out, or something like that. Um, but it's interesting. It's certainly the stipulation made me more interested in this match. Um I, It's going to be a good match anyway. I think the Creed brothers are really good. They're pretty deadly a, a good as well. So it's a good match. But this makes it more interesting, I think. Definitely. Um, what else did we got? We got so. Oh, we got um.
0: A business negotiation. I was
1: going to say the business negotiation first yep. between uh, Tony D'Angelo and the Guardia del Fantasma. So they've agreed to have a six-man tag team match at the pay-per-view.
0: Um. So that sorry, I said Lopez, and for some reason, <laughs> my Amazon device—I'm not going to say—started playing J-Lo. Just started telling me random facts about. Oh about lopez i was like what is happening so yeah sorry about that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i wonder what you were doing because you suddenly muted i could see like (laughs) like
0: yeah i don't even know what he was saying was really loud as well so yeah sorry about that that's all
1: right um so yeah so they agreed to do a six-man tag team match and again interesting stipulation with this so the losing crew has to join the other team under their leadership so Whichever team loses, they're going to be sort of controlled by the other one. Which makes it interesting.
0: And I, I honestly don't know who's going to win. Either. No, I don't. It's going to be very interesting, isn't it? It's going to be a good match. It's going to be an absolute scorcher, I reckon. It is good. I think the two...
1: are inexperienced, those two, um, with Tony D, but they looked okay on their debut. And all of the Del Fantasma are fantastic. So, I think it'll be a good match. Um, I think the matches, again, they look good here. Like... This will be a good show. I just think the way it's presented, people are a bit um, you know, not not happy with I mean the main event stuff I don't like. I will say that. But other no, than that, I, I think that. I don't think it's too bad. Um yeah, so you were gonna say about Cora J versus Electro Lopez. I didn't
0: what? have too much to say for it, just the fact that Cora J has been put over again. Electro yep. Lopez is lost again. Um, but she always does lose doesn't she yeah yeah but I mean the match was okay no, nothing special but Cora J is just getting some momentum isn't she she's so yep. over with the crowd now and to be honest she's won me over somewhat I can see she's training hard which is what I wanted to see whereas originally it was just as if they threw her in no training roll everyone up that's it but you can see she's trying new things so I'm I'm, I'm yeah she's, she's won me over so we got then a Roxanne Perez
1: video package we got one for Tiffany later on because they're facing each other in the final. Quite excited for um, that match. Yeah, not at the pay-per-view, weirdly. I thought it might be, but it's not. Um, and I thought the video package for Roxanne was actually really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, really showed her passion for wrestling and her, her background and everything. I thought it was really, really interesting. Um, the Tiffany one as well was quite good later on. Um, so yeah, that, I think they built that match relatively well. And then we got Wesley versus Zion Quinn. Uh, so Sanger gave Wesley a little pep talk before the match. Um, there was a crazy lawn dart um, in this match by Zion, which looked mental, but Wesley ended up sneaking a win with a roll up. I was, a it roll was up. weird
0: because I was actually typing in my notes, Wesley is being used just to get destroyed. And then he mm. won. Yeah. Uh, I was like, Oh, here we go. Um, which I'm glad about, to be fair. I thought it was a bit of a shame if he was just getting wrecked every week. Yeah. um, Zion Quinn doesn't
1: feel... He feels a bit directionless, to be honest. Yeah. But I do think they like they obviously like Wesley. Um, I thought when Nash Carter got released, he was going to be in trouble because you see it with tag teams all the time. If one gets hurt or injured or released or whatever, the other guy just doesn't get pushed or gets completely ignored. But I'm glad they haven't done that with Wes and he's actually... He's on TV every week. He's winning some matches. He's losing some. But, yeah, there's a it, the story there, at least for him, which I like. And maybe an, he can be like an underdog babyface that eventually wins like a North American title or something. Yeah, love to see cool. that would be cool. Or maybe he'll get a new tag team partner and win tag titles down the line again. But, yeah, I think there's definitely um, some stuff from him to uh, look forward to. We then got Joe Gacy. Now this is the main event stuff that I'm talking about. I don't really like. He did a story about Brom Breaker's life. The promo itself was good, delivered well. I just don't care. Um, no, and, no, I agree. And then a bit afterwards, where Bron was being interviewed, and they played some fake laughter into the thing, just sat, looked corny and stupid. And yeah, I just I want this feud to be over. And uh, yeah, I hope this is the last match we have between the two of them, to be honest, on Saturday and hopefully, yeah, prom- prom hope so. and moves on to something else.
0: Definitely. Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Um, what else did we get? We got, a um, Women's Championship um, Summit. Yes. A Women's Championship Summit. In toxic this,
0: attraction.
1: This was all right. Um, yeah crowd were really into this actually I thought like they were, well I don't know if they're really into it or they're just being loud over it for the sake of it but there was some good promos here there's
0: some good talking going on
1: I thought Caden Carter cut a really good promo actually here um but eventually obviously it all got physical as it always does in these kind of um segments Maddie Great Rose
0: dive. had a pretty savage promo against Wendy Chu, which in yes, a way is kind of true uh the things she was saying about why would the fans want a, a, their champion to be from like a kids' TV show or something like that, and dress. Yeah, I cow. mean, I don't,
1: I don't disagree with her in that sense. No. I like
0: Wendy Chu, and I like a gimmick, but
1: again, not as like the like the Gacy thing, opposite kind of gimmick, but not a, it's not a championship title no. gimmick really. It's kind of like when Nikki Ash won the the Raw Women's Title. It's not a top level gimmick that's no. going to continue to be. It's better than that gimmick, don't get me wrong, but it's it's not doesn't feel like it belongs in the title picture. Um, yeah, some really good dives from the outside by Caden and uh, Katana.
0: They're very, and then, very athletic, aren't they? Uh,
1: and then they all put Mandy Rose for a table at the end. Wendy doing a little dive. Well, Wendy's good in the ring as well. I do like her uh, moves and stuff. But yeah, yeah. It, it, this segment was all right. But I just, I don't care enough. That's the problem. I just I really like the tag. I like the tag. I'm into the tag team feud, I think. But I I don't feel like there's a chance when did you beats Mandy Rose. I just don't I can't see no, it. No chance. Um so that's why I can't really get into it, I guess. Then we had Solo Sakara versus Duke Hudson. Um just a quick match really to Solo. I thought it'd be a to go a little bit longer, be a bit more challenging for him, but he beat Duke Hudson fairly yeah, quick, it? didn't he? Yeah. But I Duke Solos they're I've they're really building him to I think he might end up being the next North American champion because um, yeah. he keeps saying he's got next after, doesn't he? Um, but honestly, he could go up to the main roster now and I don't think I'd bat an eyelid at him bit going up there and joining in the bloodline. Like I feel like he's ready for it, honestly. Um, yeah, I think he'd be awesome. I, think he's that, I think he's that good and he could be just go up there and be over automatically because you can't really not be if you're part of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, then we got we got the fear hell choosing a university. She chose Chase U, which was a funny little segment, I guess. Is that right? Um, and then we got Josh Briggs versus Grayson Waller, um, which was a... Oh, I was going to say a DQ finish, but it wasn't actually, was it? It was a distraction finish. Yeah. With Grayson Waller hitting his thing and then Von Wagner taking Briggs out afterwards again. Is it a few you care about much? Not at all. Right. Uh, same here. That's the problem. There's too much filler. Um, then we got something I did like, which was Ivy Nile versus Kiana James. Yeah, um, this is cool. I really like the sort of opposite talk storytelling here. Kiana James is the, the brainy one versus yeah. the strength and the and, and giving some th-
0: percentages of loss. <laughs>
1: yeah, um, yeah. and Kiana win. James yeah. looks okay in the ring.
0: I she think. was good in the ring, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so. I actually I quite enjoyed this and I really like Ivan Isle. I think she's got big potential. She's brilliant, great potential, yeah. Um so I I quite like that match. That match was good. Um and then we got the main event, which was Nathan Fraser versus Cameron Grimes.
0: This was a banger.
1: Yeah, this was the be- the best match on the show, probably.
0: Easily, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Uh
1: Nathan Fraser impresses Every week, doesn't he? He's
0: he's so good in ring. I just don't think his mic works there.
1: No, he's not got much of a, a character, um, but in the ring, he's like a ball of energy, he flies around. He's oh yeah, he's brilliant. very, very
0: good. Cameron um, is fantastic in general, isn't he?
1: Yeah, and there wasn't much to this in terms of story. It was quite basic. Just a um, good match. Just a good match. Yeah, Sometimes Cameron grabs the cave in, and then the little attack afterwards from. Cameron Grimes and uh, not Cameron Grimes Carmella Hayes sorry and Tripp Williams who were on commentary Um, and that was it that was the end of the show Um, I wouldn't say it was an amazing go home show by any means but there was some decent wrestling on it a couple of good angles a couple of good stipulations made for the matches at at the pay-per-view I wouldn't say I'm Hugely looking forward to I think the thing is, I think if Helena Cell wasn't on Sunday, I'd be looking forward to this NXT show more. Yeah. I think with NXT there as well.
0: It's bundled into one weekend makes it difficult.
1: And we've it? just had a hugely long AEW show as well. Yeah, crazy long. It feels like so much in the moment that this NXT show kind of feels irrelevant. Um, which isn't their fault in that sense, but
0: uh yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Definitely. Yeah, I think they need to move and separate them. it make it feel a bit more special, I think. And they can hype it up on the main roster as well. They can be like, oh, NXT this weekend. Whereas... I'm surprised they did do it
1: because they haven't done them near Mania. Uh, off. I know they did the Mania one, but other than that, they haven't been really been doing them next to pay-per-views, have they, recently?
0: No, they haven't had them. In... Yeah, not at all. At one point, it was quite common, wasn't it? But
1: Yeah. Yeah, when it was like the proper big takeovers and you'd get like Before Money in the Bank or SummerSlam or all the big shows. Mm. But uh, yeah, they haven't been doing it so much recently, so I was a little bit surprised that they did here. But I think that's it for for NXT, and that would be it as well this week for the whole show because we like said yeah. at the start. we'll I, I will do a a special AW review um, this week. Uh, like I say, we already I already did one for Double or Nothing, so check that out. Um, we will probably be. I don't know what our plans are for the the pay per views coming up. Whether we're going to do specials for those, or whether it will be. Just a quick review of those as well. But we may do we may do a special for Hell in the Cell.
0: I don't think yeah, we'll, we'll try to get yeah. Hell in the Cell one out. to keep an eye out for that for sure. Yeah, uh, we'll try to get our prediction videos up. So there's going to be, again, just content after. I think if we're doing a prediction,
1: I think predictions, we might as well just do them as one video NXT and Hell in a Cell together, honestly. Um, because I don't see the point dun, in doing two dun, separate dun. ones. Um, but yeah, because I think the NXT one would be like, Two minutes long, <laughs> so I don't think we'll go into that much detail. And I've already, put, I've already put my, I've already put my predictions on Twitter. So, it's Keeney as well. So,
0: um,
1: we can do a Hell of a sale predictions video, but just mention NXT ones on it, I guess. Um, but yeah, so follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle, um, like and subscribe on this YouTube channel as well if you haven't already. Um, we've got some great content. Keeney's like over halfway through his GM mode now. It's fifty weeks. GM mode, it's it's, <laughs> it's really good. I watch it every day without fail because uh, I don't know what you know. I don't know what's going to happen each time. Um, but they're short videos, but they're really good. If you enjoy that kind of content, gaming stuff, we probably have more at some point as well. Branch out and do some more stuff like that. But we've got predictions coming up, like we just mentioned. We've got Hell in Cell Cell review. We'll have our normal podcast back next week,
0: and uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for watching.